Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of It's Techie Podcast. You're joined by me, your baby girl, your host, Kose Yusiare. And I have another special guest in the building. I get all my guests are special. So. <laughs> but I have another special guest, my enjoyment partner. Yep. My turn up partner. <laughs> Kito. Hi. Um, so yeah, this week we're gonna be talking about something a little bit more serious um and I just feel like both me and Kito have like the best like standpoint to talk on mm-hmm. this topic because we've experienced it firsthand Oof, it's true and the topic is colorism dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um the topic is colorism because I guess in light of the whole situation with the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. people are talking about it more or at least acknowledging it a bit more. And yeah. I, I just feel like I have a lot to say. I know you probably have a lot to say. Yep. <laughs> so let's get okay. into it. Okay. Let's get into it. Let's start with like growing up. Okay. Like a black girl, a young, like growing up, what was that like for you? It's so weird because I grew up in quite a white area before I got to like secondary school. Okay. So as far as colorism, I didn't even know the word till I got like way older, but it was never so much about being dark as it was being black Mm -hmm. in a white area. Mm. But then when I met like other black girls in school that were lighter skinned and darker skinned and stuff, and it's like, oh, okay, so what? There's colorism as well. Like, I'm shouting. Racism, <laughs> the deluxe package of racism. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I have to experience that too. So it wasn't so much a thing of like um, every single day, like experiencing, okay, you're definitely different just because there were quite a lot of black girls in my mm-hmm. secondary school. But it would just be the little comments, you know, ah, oh, you're so dark, you're so this, like yeah. hair especially. And in comparison to like lighter skinned girls, it is it, like, you can't deny that it's there. Do you know what I mean? No matter how brutal it was, I'd say, like whether it's like passing comments or full on like, yeah, no, you're blick. Do you know what I mean? Like those kind of comments, yeah. but it wasn't easy. Like there was no brown skinned girl for us. I'm shouting. Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah. How about you? Okay, for me, I don't know, because I, um, when I was in primary school, I had, like, there was, there wasn't many of us, but there was, like, a good group of us, like, a good group of black girls. Okay. Um, maybe, like, six or seven, and we kind of just naturally all just, like, gravitated towards each other, like, just stuck Mm. with each other. Naturally. Um, so... But even within that group, I found that I was still, like, one of the darkest. No, I was the darkest. Um, okay. But I, it, it wasn't really an issue between us. It was more of an issue between, every, like, everybody else. Everybody else, yeah. So, that you know, those, like, stupid comments about, like, oh, like, you turn off the light, you can't see Corsair. Or, like, yeah. her teeth. And oh, God. Like that. <laughs> like, Children can be so cruel. Oh, my nasty. God. Oh, but it, like primary school wasn't really an issue. Like I, I noticed. Mm. I guess I was quite self conscious, and I noticed that I was darker. And then you get those comments every once in a while. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't really an issue for me until I reached secondary school. Okay. Because then secondary no, school, it's... that's when like boys now come into their mix. Yeah. And bullying now comes into the mix. Oh, and it was, I want. it was just like, oh, this is long. Because I went to a mixed secondary school. 
Okay, yeah, same. And I remember like the the induction, like we had this like induction day. Um, I was the only one from my primary school that went to my secondary school. So I was going like on my own. Okay. So they did this induction day where you'd like meet some people that you would start with. And oh, throwback. Butchered my name. Like it's bad enough that my name is hard to pronounce anyway. Like, ah, oh, the way it's Cossack. Just bear stammering. And I was just like, um, I'm guessing you have to help them. Pronounced Cossack. <laughs> like, oh I'm, my apologies and I will always I'll never forget this so this guy this day I know the guy who said it he was like what kind of next name is that and like, everyone oh, around us just started laughing oh, and the thing pain. it was a black guy he was black of course of course and, it, and I was just like really because I know that you have an af name as well yep you do too so yeah. why is it that I've suddenly become the the, the joke in mm-hmm. this the so that's that was for me. It was like, oh, here we go. And then obviously, everyone went through that era of wanting to be with a lighty or preferring lighties or liking lighties. Are we out of that era, or is it? <laughs> is that still a thing? Because I don't know if we're quite through it, bruh. I don't know. I mean, but I definitely it's better. <laughs> It's better than it was. Yeah. But in secondary school, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was who bad. Was even, who was even looking? Who was checking for black <laughs> I girls? I know. you were, It was just the funny one or the tall one or the talkative one. Like, so many boxes that you just get put into. Yeah, but you were never, like, the one to be desired. Exactly. that everybody... <laughs> Dating in secondary school, that was a myth. No. That was not my reality. I was just like, bro, this is long. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. But it wasn't until like we got a bit older, and then like obviously now people are more like in this whole vibe of, oh yeah, being with like dark skin girls are like dark skin is beautiful. But I don't know, doesn't that make you feel a bit like uncomfortable sometimes? Yeah, it definitely does. The whole fetish thing, mm. I'm just not really here for it. Like. Mm. I understand that, like, okay, it's cool that now you see me. Like, it's nice to be seen, but uh, given any time, like, if you're talking to um, a man who is not, especially men who aren't dark skin, mm. your skin will come up as a point of you being pretty. Do you know what I mean? It can't just be you're a pretty girl. It's like, oh, you know, you're rich, dark chocolate melon. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, can I not just be fine? It's screaming. It's true. You know what I mean? It's you so can't true. just be pretty. Because, of course, like, light, um, light-skinned girls, like, it's said that, you know, she's pretty because she's light-skinned. That yeah. tends to be a stereotype too. But you will never get a guy that will try and compliment a dark-skinned woman and not reference her skin. Like, you just glow. You're pretty. You're this. You're fine. Chocolate. Oh, bro. I'm screaming. It's actually true. Now, I remember, like, do you know when House Party was popping, like, a couple of yeah. weeks ago? <laughs> wow. Throwback. Um... Yeah, I remember this one guy jumped into like the chat with me and my cousins. Okay. And he was like, Wow, all these like chocolate queens. Oh god. And I was just like, Can you move? Like (laughs) Was he dark skinned as well? Yeah. Oh god. I think it's worse when it comes from a a dark skinned guy because it's like you should know better. It's funny because we assume that like it's often that you assume that because you're a dark skinned man, but dark um colorism affects women differently to how it affects men completely it's not the same experience yeah do you know what I mean like we experience it from 
the point of view. I I just remember back to secondary school that the boys, yeah, they get called like Blake or stuff like you can't see him in the dark, blah blah blah. But then they grow, they almost grew out of it for themselves, yeah. and now it's like a commodity. Like, oh, he's a dark, rich, melanin man, <laughs> and it's a positive thing, yeah. you know. And it's almost like that. I guess it kind of went away from the colorism point of view to an extent. Yeah, but it's like, why is it one rule for? guys and then another rule yeah for girls. for girls because I don't think we've fully you know stepped out of that like, even within like girls with like ourselves we mm-hmm. you know, That's they, true. we can be very colorist to each other like you see yeah. all of these stupid tweets like oh she's just jealous because like I'm a pretty light-skinned girl or you know what I really hate like just the shade borough on Instagram. Uh, they're definitely blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I follow them. <laughs> it's so toxic. It's toxic. Shade borough. Like, in the comments, like you just like what? Okay, for example, they'll post. Um, I think it was Marcel. Um, the guy on. Okay. Love yeah, Love Island. He's with a light skin woman, and she's very gorgeous. Props to them. They're happy. Mm-hmm. Love. Congrats. They were post. He post. They were posted on like the Shade Borough for um, okay. recently. Like I think they announced that they were pregnant or something like that. Okay. And there's always this one person in the comments that are incoming or the bitter jealous. Oh, person. here we go. <laughs> and I'm just like, why is it? Why they can't just leave us alone? Like no one, no one's even no. said anything. They don't no care. How did you come and announce us before I anybody even came in? Like. <laughs> It's very like gaslighting, oh, like provoking. Yeah. But I think there's certain buzzwords that come up around the whole like light skin girl thing versus dark skin girl. Like not to name any names, but like rappers especially mm-hmm. when that comes out and it's like oh, like I remember a particular rapper um came, like announced that he was in a relationship with a light skin woman who she's stunning. Like props to them, like you said. But mm-hmm. uh, the first thing, people... the fact that she was like that yeah. and. Not gonna lie, we're not gonna turn a blind eye or pretend we don't notice that a lot of rappers and footballers and basketball players do date light skinned women. It's not it's not like we're just pulling this out of thin air. Yeah. And me, I, I hate being gaslit. Oh my god, when yeah. people say, Oh, it's yeah. all in your head, man. It's not real. Yeah. Like as if my eyes are deceiving me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's true. And that, that annoys me as well. So now I've just come from like I just don't comment. I don't say anything. Yep. Yep. But it's it's we can't just sit here and pretend that it's not a thing like yeah it's true it but the minute a black guy glows up mm-hmm. like really and truly most of the time they're not checking for dark-skinned women most of these footballers most of these rappers you'll see them with white or light-skinned mm. women it's like very not like if it's your preference okay cool but let's not lie or pretend that it's not like do you think it's overexposure? Like, do you think it's overexposure? Like, just the most popular ones are going to be the ones that are put on the tabloids and in on social media more. Because I don't often see like a, a footballer who has a woman of his same complexion that is the most popular footballer. Yeah, but then again, it's like, but why is that? Yeah, true. That's a problem in itself. It, it's like I, I can't remember what I was listening to, but. Um, I think it was like another podcast, but they were talking about like how, you know, most of the like pro footballers or like rappers, once they make it, they kind Mm -hmm. of put like 
light skin or white woman on a pedestal. It's like a trophy. And it, yeah, and it's like, okay, now I've reached this certain level of success. I deserve this. I I aim for this. And it's like, okay, but what wow. black women? Why wow. why is it that we can't be seen as trophies or put on this same pedal stool? Like, mm. Why is it that, you know, we're not seen as something that is attainable or should be attained when you reach a certain point of success? That's true. It's like there's a glass ceiling for for black women. Right. And I really don't like that. Yeah, it is a shame. And it's not it's not like it's not a real thing that we like notice as well. But can we talk about preference? That yeah, word. Yeah, let's talk let's let's talk about preference. <laughs> preference or the myth of preference. I'm shouting. Because, again, I think that's, like, another kind of form of gaslighting as well. Because even, say, that is your preference. Like, you've just grown up or, um, like, that's what you say you like. Mm. Everything has a root. There's a reason why some people like this more than others. Like, if you ask me, for example, why do I prefer Yoruba guys or Nigerian guys over, you know, someone from a different country? Mm -hmm. uh, Like, you'd ask me why that is. And I'd say, oh, because of my culture, because it's what I'm used to. There's just not no reason why I prefer someone of this, you know, race or whatever. So I think just people use their colorism as, oh, it's my preference. Like, (laughs) you're just hating. I just like like, colorism, my friend. It's not preference. (laughs) Exactly. Like, call it what it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Now I I prefer to be with a black Black person. Yeah. Mm. And people be like, okay, but why is that? Like, where has that come from? Where and it's true, it's 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 similarity, it's culture, it's just having like a common ground, like the like not having to explain my culture and my reasonings for certain things to to a yeah, person exactly and also i'm just i'm so here for black love like i just <laughs> yeah i'm here for it like i want it i i love being black i love being nigerian yeah I it's a beautiful like thing we have such an amazing culture our country our language everything mm-hmm. is so sweet like i just wouldn't i can't imagine yeah we wouldn't trade it for the world yeah, I can't imagine not wanting that, like, for my for myself, for my family. For your children. Yeah. It's so funny, because I was talking to one of my closest friends, and, like, this shocked me. This We were driving, I almost crashed the car. Okay. I, I was just like, oh. Because I asked, we were talking about, like, being in relationships with different um, men, like, of different races. And I said to her, like, could you ever date a white man? Or do you think you could be with a white man? And she was like, what's the difference? And I went, wait, what? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> And the way she broke it down to me, my mind was blown. She said that if you're with a white man, you have to explain racism. And if you're with a black man, you have to explain colorism. So what's the difference? Either way, when she said that, I said, wow. Because either way, (laughs) you're going to be explaining. And what colorism is, is just another strand of white supremacy. No, oh my God, I'm so glad you said this because I literally screenshotted a tweet like a couple of days ago. Yeah. And it was like, um, it said, a colorist black man is very comparable to a racist white man in my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, it's true. It's the same thing. It's It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing because all you're doing is just wanting to be closer to whiteness. That's what colorism is because yeah. there's no reverse, the same way there's no reverse racism, there's no reverse colorism. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't call, ah, oh, this is going to be a techie <laughs> thing to say, but I wouldn't call um, what, what 
like lighter skin people experience um colorism yeah. do you know what i mean like i wouldn't it's privilege if we're being honest yeah but in terms of like how they feel maybe alienated from dark because that's real too yeah you know i I wouldn't call that colorism because there's no reverse racism like a white person can't say you're you're it's discrimination yeah which is the the general term but i think we should just put terms into their boxes as in and let them be used properly yeah you know but that tweet is facts though it's nah it's true it's actually true But it's like, and then another thing is when people say preference. So, for example, me now saying that my preference now is black men Mm. is like if a white woman was to say my preference is a white man. No one would say Yeah, and that's Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. But our reasonings are not the same. You don't have to fight for your your skin colour. You've never had to experience what I've had to experience. And so I feel like when I say it, I'm protecting myself. I'm protecting my, my, I don't know how to put this, like my, um, your space. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to protect and, and fight for my blackness. You've never had to fight right. for, your, for your whiteness. It's, yeah. it's just, it's a privilege. It's just something that you, you have. And yeah. it's just accepted. Yeah. It's just accepted. So by you saying, oh yeah, I only date white men. Okay, cool. But then when it's a black woman saying, I only date black men, then all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, because there's a reason, like you said, there's a reason why some black women only want to date um, white men, like uh, black men, for example. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that film, Something New, with and mm-hmm. Kevin Grant, I think he's a white man with like curly blonde hair. Oh, no, no, no. I, I watched it with my sister. I, really Savelle Lathan's biggest like fan in terms of her movies oh, really? but this one particularly was just me and my sister were just cringing the whole way through Problematic. I'm shouting it is kind of but at the same time it's just it, I don't think it's realistic number one but she's with this white man and then one day they're in the grocery store and um he she starts saying like at work you know the white boys in the plantation it was it was like oh can we just have a day off of talking about race and he just goes off on her. And I'm like, can you imagine coming home and having to do more explaining God and more... Me. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I, I'm over it. Like, I, I, remember, oh. I remember when, like, my um, ex used to be like, oh, like, let's stay over. Uh, stay mm. over where? Mm. You don't know that my mum is Nigerian. Please, sir, it doesn't work that it way over here. It does not work that way. And it's just simple things like that. It's like... yeah. You don't get it. So there's no point. Like, I don't owe it to anybody to to explain. And I'm not the person for all black trauma and all black trouble. Exactly. So I just feel like, you know. Having having to come home. Home is supposed to be your sanctuary. Your your safe space. Yeah. Exactly. And having to explain to another person what this means. Like, oh, you can't say that because this. I'm just like, I'm not your teacher. Like, there are books if you want to educate yourself. (laughs) Because with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, what I found was that a lot of people like ignorance is just being used as like the absence of knowledge but when you have all these platforms people are giving you free information we've never lived in a time like this where information is so free yeah and people are still saying i don't understand my dear your (laughs) eyes are closed yeah it's because you don't want to you don't want to understand yeah Yeah. not because the information is not out there yeah because it definitely is exactly now more than ever so I just wouldn't have to, like, even I've had the thought of if I was in a relationship with a non-black man or even a non-dark-skinned man, mm. him having a daughter, I'm just like, do you know how to raise a black girl? Like, yeah. are you equipped for that? 
Oh my gosh, it's so apt that you said that because there was um, you're not on Twitter anymore, are you? Nope. <laughs> I had to delete that. I'm up. crying. <laughs> there was um like a clip of this show. I think it's called Mary Mary related show. Like the do you know okay. the singers Mary Mary? Yeah. I think it's like a reality show based around their life. Okay. Um, but there was like a clip. One of the women, she's light skinned. She was talking to her dark skinned daughter, mm-hmm. and the the girl she was just saying how like she feels as though she's not really like desirable um that she just feels like you know oh wait erica campbell like her daughter's like really dark skin and she was saying like mom like why are um, men always with lighter skinned women yeah 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 oh, she's I like that. i don't feel desired like um, I think it's like oh. my um my color and like boys wow. are really checking for me blah 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 and then the mum was like but no why are you saying that because you're wow. a beautiful black you know queen and obviously like being a mum that's the first yeah. thing you jump to the defense of your child like, no you're, exactly. you're beautiful you're this you're that but she wasn't hearing what mm-hmm. her daughter was saying I don't think yeah because she doesn't get it and then the daughter was now like okay but look at auntie this and auntie mm-hmm. that it's a dark-skinned black man and a light-skinned yeah black woman like and she li- she listed like five different aunties and uncles and uncles <laughs> and the mum was stumped the mum was just what like she, say? she didn't actually ha- she didn't know what to say yeah and it's like are, are you prepared if that's the situation that you find yourself in mm. later on in life are you prepared to have these difficult conversations with your children exactly because, because even if you're a white woman having a like a, a darker mixed race daughter yeah you may not know how to do her hair you may not like if she comes and says i'm experiencing like colorism or racism what are you gonna do like yeah. how are you prepared for that yeah it, <laughs> i don't know i think it affects children differently because if you live somewhere where there's a lot of multiculturalism i think it's easier for easier, you to yeah. see anyone that looks like yeah. you and it's just, it's unfortunate that most of the times, especially like living in London, most of the more affluent places, you won't really see that much diversity yeah. or multiculturalism. And as much as black parents try to like, you know, sugarcoat it, mm-hmm. it's like, if you want to live in a, a nice area, or if you want to live in like a more affluent area or like better your, your life and you're living yeah. in it's most of the time you're not gonna see that many people that look like you like you. I hope that changes over the next Amen. I hope it does. Like I'm trying to see black people in Bishops Avenue and like in nice Chelsea, Knightsbridge. And just have it be normal that we all assimilate, not this is the area where black people stay and blah blah blah. Like yeah, I just yeah. don't think it's healthy, like you said, for children to associate an area with okay my people don't dwell there yeah you know what I mean oh you know that this even reminds me oh my gosh you're not on Twitter (laughs) so you're I don't know if you're like catching any of this but I remember there was a tweet recently and like Twitter went into like meltdown one was saying how he was like um Hakkasan has turned into like Ah. uh, (laughs) I heard about that in the group chat (laughs) Hakkasan has turned into like a community center Because there's like loads of black people there. I said, you are mad. Can you, Can you imagine? Oh. Since when did nice and affluent places become synonymous with white people and become places that black people couldn't be in? I think that is so sad. Like he's taking his self-hatred and just putting it on a platform. Oh. Like, why are you the good black, the only black person that can, can eat in Hakkasan? Like, <laughs> simple 
you know, like the cuisine that we all indulge in. Like, do you know what I mean? Pan-Asian food, a lot of people eat that. So just because the restaurant is a little bit more high class. Community centre, like that is so wild. Nah, like the self-hate jumped out. I said, Jumped out. Scary. Yeah, that's mad scary. I just think that to want to be the only black person in a certain area, it's like those people who get into a field and they shut the door behind them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And they don't want to... I, I intend to, the minute I become a lawyer, I'm going to be mentoring hella young black girls right. and say, look, if I can do it, you can do you it. You can do you it. You know? 100%. And that's really why I love the whole, like, um, black tech Twitter. Mm. I love that movement. So, so important. I love that I'm following so many, like, amazing black people in tech. It's because so important. When I was in uni, <laughs> there was hardly any first. Yeah. Like, even, you like, have to see people that look like you. It's, it's so to know like, it's possible. discouraging when you walk into a place and nobody looks like you. Feeling. Because oh. you just, you already know that uh, nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to understand. Like, And you'll just be walking on eggshells for nine to oh, five. No. And when you get home, it's like, have you seen that meme where. Oh, <laughs> the... <laughs> or Family Guy. And he yeah, takes off yeah. His suit. <laughs> that is so silly. But yeah, that's so how it feels sometimes. Like, you yeah. almost put on your real accent again. You know, you use different, like, obviously in a professional environment, there's certain, like, ways to. In fact, I don't even want to say that because sometimes professional professionalism is synonymous with whiteness to some yeah, people. Because even if you Google yeah. professional hairstyles, you're not seeing like natural, do you know what I mean? Hair, yeah. Hairstyles. Yeah. Which is another like problem as well. It's it's facts. It's funny, funny that you say that actually, because I gave a talk in my um workplace on Black Lives Matter. Oh, I heard. How'd it go? It like I feel like I came for their necks. Good. Like, very <laughs> subtle way. Yeah. So I was talking about microaggressions in the workplace, about yeah. gaslighting, about you know what racism looked like oh, ago and what it looks like now. Okay. And I was like, some of the things that I was talking about, for example, like microaggressions in the workplace, like asking a colleague, a black colleague, like, where are you really from? Or mm. um, your name is really hard to pronounce. Or <laughs> like Those stuff little... like that, yeah. And I, I was saying these things because, firstly, they're all things that I've experienced throughout my like history of of working. Yeah. But then also because I wanted them to like understand that it's they can be really minor things, or like saying that you're really well spoken, or I didn't expect you to sound like that. Mm-hmm. It's like when did being well spoken become synonymous with being white? Like. Mm-hmm. I, I I get this all the time, especially when you're, you're working from home now. So it's remote. You, you don't see people. And when I first started working where I was working, yeah. Yeah. I didn't have a display picture on my, like, um, TV. Oh, okay. So, like, they didn't know who they were talking to. They just hear my voice. And I remember yeah. one time I met someone and she was like, oh, my God, I, did, I just, like. You're not what I expected. Yeah. And I was like, what did you mean by that? Like, what do you mean? Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean and I knew exactly what she meant but I just was like I want to see if you're brave enough to say it so yeah stuff like that I I was giving my talk and uh, it went well because I had people messaging me afterwards like I'm really glad you gave this talk I didn't see it like that or I didn't 
realized that I was doing stuff like that and I've taken it home and I've shown my family and I've been having conversations with my family and stuff and I was just like wow are people really this like like close to yeah Mm -hmm. and just not understanding because it's like these things are brand new information to some people like oh I'm not allowed to ask a black woman about her hair and stuff (laughs) I was like, why did you ever think that was okay? Or just touching it without even... That is so wild. That should be counted count as assault. Because <laughs> To be fair, technically in law, that's battery because you're touching me without my permission. So Come get back. through, lawyer. Okay, okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I just that think that people should... <laughs> they should just respect everybody's space, yeah. you know? Like, you can't go... You wouldn't go out and grab somebody, like, on another part of their body. So why is my hair okay? yeah. Like, why do you feel like that's appropriate? What's the wildest, like, question or, like, thing, comments that you've received about, like, colour or, like, your hair or stuff like that? Because I'm just trying to see something. Because I've had some, like, everybody... I've had some mad ones. Like, do you glue on your braids? Like... Oh, my God. Or, like... (laughs) Glue? The amount of times I've been been told, oh, you're really pretty for a black girl. I'm just like, excuse me. Oh, my God. Do you know, I'm so glad I never got that one because I'd be so shocked. Like, even as a kid hearing that, I'd be like, wow, for a black girl, that last part of the sentence would really throw me off. Yeah. I remember but the I first time me. someone said that to me, I was thinking, at first I was like, thanks. But then like, when you, do you know when you like take a you step back this, and yeah. you're like, wait, what, 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 what does that mean? Yeah, what did that actually mean? So you didn't deep the severity as yeah. it was said. Because mm. when we're young, all you hear is pretty. Yeah, and, and I was gassed, I was shining all my teeth. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Thank you. But you then, said I'm pretty. When I take a step back and I was thinking, what does he mean for for a black girl? So what you're trying to say is that mm-hmm. my race as a whole is is just unfit and not desirable. But mm-hmm. by some miracle, I've managed to be the only one. Yeah. <laughs> I said, oh, like you're the commodity. Really mad. Like what kind of thing yeah. is that? Was it said by a white guy? <sighs> Funny enough, no. But oh. it has. It, wow. it has been. It has been said by. Wow. Why people, but yeah, I think the maddest one um, is it mainly gets about my hair. Like I get comments about my hair quite a lot. And when I was maybe like in early secondary school, and I would have it out for because I used to relax my hair. Oh, okay. So I would get comments about you know like is your granddad Indian or because you must be mixed with something oh, else. Yeah. And I'm just like yeah. I'm very clearly not. I'm like I'm, maybe if I did the ancestry thing, of course, you know, we live in West Africa, there might be some types yeah, some of trees. mixes and yeah. stuff. But that's probably way, way, way down the line. Like I know what my granddad looks like and he's very Yoruba. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So <laughs> when I would get comments about my hair, because the way my natural hair um curls, it's like three is four B. Oh wow. Okay. So okay. My, the rest of the women in my family do have, you know, four C really, really yeah. curly hair. And when I get comments about that and my sister's even fairer than I am. So she she often would get that yeah, too. Yeah. I'm just like, do I look like I'm mixed to you? And why is this such a special like wow your hair is and I'll I'll be honest, obviously you get gassed when you're younger, but yeah man, I don't know, maybe my grandfather do you know what I mean? Like shouting embrace the them blazing like them girls that'll be calling themselves blazing on Exactly. Yeah. I'm putting it in their bio. Like yeah, it's yeah. like it's a personality trait. Oh, do you know what I mean? What it's not something that as I got older it's just like no nah, man no this is just my hair people have different hair textures yeah you know because it can become very toxic where to the point you you think you're not like these other girls who are the same ones as you yeah oh God. and that's a dangerous territory it's dangerous the self-hate it's almost like they just want us to turn on each other and be like oh you're the good black girl or, or you, yeah or you're a pick me yeah oh god 
god. That whole trend of being a pick me is so mad. And even like growing up in secondary school, like where you first start to get into beauty products as well, oh. I think that's one of the biggest areas of just like that was it being such hard. a humbling experience for me, bro. <laughs> Getting into super job and just seeing Dream Mutt Moose. That would <laughs> I can't <laughs> so I cannot shout. It's true. Like, I remember when the first time I wore makeup was prom, year 11 prom. Can you imagine? Really? First time ever? First time ever. Oh, wow. Throughout secondary school, I would literally just wear Vaseline or lip gloss and (laughs) keep it stepping. And that was it. Yeah. Then I finally got to, you know, prom. I was like, okay, I'm actually going to go and buy myself some makeup. Yeah. To my surprise, when I got there... There was like two brown shades and they were ashy. Ashy. Like, always that ashy brown. Why was I looking grey? <laughs> why was I looking grey? And you look back on those pictures like, oh, wow. There was no Fenty back then, there boy. Was no Fenty, like, <laughs> humbling experience. Oh, my God. It's true. And it's just so sad because even, like, when I was doing my research, like, I found out that black women account for 11% of, like, cosmetic spending in the U.S., which is like mad, like that's so much, that's like billions of pounds, like, uh, sorry, dollars like spent on cosmetic beauty products and stuff like that. And that's probably because people will probably have to buy four shades and then mix and them. Mix. Before- oh my God. <laughs> and foundation is expensive. Like it's not. 30 pounds per bottle. Yep. Where, that like, is- it's not cheap expensive. to be mixing. Oh my gosh. I remember when I used to work at um, Kiko. Yeah. And Kiko didn't sell like, any dark skin um foundation so then of course being one of the only black girls on the shop floor all the black people will come in and come to me what foundation yeah. are you wearing? and i'm just looking like uh you've not got anything for us here <laughs> um Try i'm wearing back. charlotte tilbury yep <laughs> try back because you've not got anything for us here my, my my manager i remember one time my manager pulled me up she was like um i heard that you were telling you know, the customer oh, no. somewhere else. And I was like, well, what do you want me to do? Exactly. Look at the shelves. Do you see anything <laughs> that is like... What do you expect? Like, yeah. People are coming in because they're seeing my face and yeah. they want, like, the products that I'm using. That you're wearing, yeah. <laughs> and luckily you were wearing appropriate ones for your face because if you tried to use the Kiko products, like, it, would, it wouldn't work for you. Exactly. And then they were now yeah. trying to be like, oh, well, can't you just, you know, um, like, blend a few of the, like, darker shades? I was like, no. Oh, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Because there's different undertones. You can have a yellow mm-hmm. undertone, a, a red undertone. Like... It's true. And what's so lucky... In. I think what's lucky for, like, um, girls that are white and lighter skinned is that when you go into these, like, drug stores and you go into Superdrug, you can spend maybe £10 and get, like, a Revlon foundation that is your shade so you're not having to save up and ask your parents like I remember I was 15 the first time I wore makeup and I had to go I remember I went into the Mac in Selfridges Mm -hmm. and um sat with the black lady that was there and she did like a full face for me and I'm just like okay so this is how it's supposed to blend like luckily but when she say like 23 pounds for this then 15 pounds for the Mac it was not cheap like it's not now but it was not cheap so even the fact that, you know, you'd be spending so much just to get decent face products. And I think we're lucky now that it's, you know, getting better. We've got Pat McGrath, we've got Fenty, you know, um, Too Faced and ones like that. Yeah, yeah. Even young L'Oreal True Match, I can't lie. Like L'Oreal exactly. True Match really yeah, does through. do the job. 
exactly and luckily that's a drugstore brand as well so yeah. not even higher end because do you know the disappointment when you get there and they just say oh we don't really have your your shade your in stock shade. <laughs> i'm just like what so that you don't think people come in my color or what that, i just <laughs> that's what i don't understand like the, the beauty industry really just disregarded black people for so crazy for years and just forgotten like there are like we don't have there's no coin like black women coin let's not get it exactly because when we get capitalized they're now all coming out with like oh 40 um shade range 40 shades it's please. Like, please where was this 40 shades 10 years exactly ago? as if people didn't come out in our color 10 years ago as well so i just think it's a complete like disregard and pretending like we don't exist but that's why i love like for us by us i think that's the best thing you know black owned brands and the emergence of like the black lives matter movement i think that was one of the best things like black pound day i bought so many things that were just you know for us by us by us like honestly now i'm really trying to be selective with where I shop and the type yeah. of brands I shop with. Yeah. So I'm really trying to like buy black and, and keep it that way because I'm like, I'm buying all this PLT and Opoly. Mm-hmm. Have you seen their Instagram? Does does Opoly exactly. even post? Oh my God, remember when Opoly tried to do that shambles diversity Instagram where they would only they post like. <laughs> oh, it's like pandering. It's oh just so embarrassing. God. It's Opoly so embarrassing. really came out with a whole new Instagram called, I think it was like Opoly Inclusive. Inclusive. Oh my God. Yeah, Opoly Inclusive. I'm, not, I'm just like, so what? Like your main page isn't good enough. Your and main page isn't good enough for to post black influencers. Black oh, we'll throw you all on, on the second page. That exactly. Nobody, the second page. That nobody follows it. with the smaller following. Like, it's just such a joke. And even when it comes to like POC, just as a term, this umbrella term completely disregards so many people that look like us and I know it seems like in every instance it's like oh it's never good enough like what um what we ask for there's still complaints but then I deeper we're not actually asking for much you know just to be recognized the same way we're really not and even like I I really don't like that whole people of color term just because even within that we still have like colorism we still have exactly like Asian people well I don't want to generalize but there is like there are a lot of cases where Asian people have been very like you know racist towards yeah. black people yeah like, and they have colorism within their own community as in within it's their like, own community like even worse break on Netflix I've oh I heard of this I've, oh it's hilarious you I have don't have time it. to watch anything nowadays but yeah I did hear of this it is really interesting and like one of the things that um because I, I watched it quite a while after it first came out but then the lady who's like the main woman on it she will literally list a list of like things that um are requirements for a girl in India like um to be matched and she'll be like okay so she has to be educated mm-hmm. she has to be pretty she has to be short she has to be fair I'm just like it's so mad that you can just say that she has to be fair yeah that's crazy like, like she, just being fair is a priority like it's a big thing yeah but it's just such a shame it's not even just in our community it's where everywhere. it happens it's everywhere. literally everywhere but then with whiteness it's the opposite you want to be tanned you want to be this and that and That's... it's just like uh, why can we not exp- like express that in our own communities yeah, yeah it, it is it's i just man like when it's you a lot like, it gets it does become like a lot like sometimes i'm just like oh that's why another reason why like I now have more of like a preference is because I just don't have time for people that aren't checking for me. Like if you're not yeah. going to lift my spirits or if I'm not going to feel good. hundred mm-hmm. percent. I'm around you, then what's the point? 
Like, I remember one girl, she was saying that, I can't remember whether I saw it on Twitter or not, but she was like, imagine um, dating a man who is of your race, but all his exes are blonde. And you're like the only black woman he's ever dated. Be like, would you be comfortable? Be <laughs> would you be comfortable with that? And I'm just like, I don't want to be the first. The experiment. Exactly, that you've ever dated. No, like, even a guy I met in Afronation, and we're quite good friends now. We were talking um, one of the days, and he was saying, like, oh, yeah, man, I've done the interracial thing. You know, like, I've dated black, um, white women, but I'm ready to come home. And I said, <laughs> the wording of it threw me off so much. Like, Scary. come home. Am I your am I your maid? I don't understand. Yeah. And it's just that whole association. Because this is not the first I've heard of that, you know. Like, a lot of men think that way in terms of, you know, like, oh, it's for now. It's because um, I'm young. I want to experiment. But yeah. I know. Yeah. And then when I'm ready to settle down and have a wife that can cook pounded yam and, and oh, people, God. I'll then come back to the... to the Please. No. I want to be that baby you're taking to Hakkasan and just, As you in- know, calling on the weekend too, man. Like, it's not just... <laughs> Because it's not just for black women being seen as the mothers, the nurturers, the homemakers. Like, it, it's not fair that yeah. that's just... When you're ready to settle down, that's you know, you've you had your fun. Yeah, dead, dead. It's, that's why we are the true enjoyment queens, period. Mm-hmm. It's important. <laughs> just so you can see that you can do it both. You can actually do both. Listen. And I love seeing, like, black British women as like influence most of the influence I, I follow are black British women yeah and the YouTubers I watch like I think at one point I just decided to train myself to take in content of things that look like me yeah facts. you know 100%. it's just important you know like you're the, well, the first thing I want to see when I cut open my Instagram is girls that look like me yeah like A your young Melissa's wardrobe oh, you know Grazie oh. and Grandi mm-hmm. you know Yvonne Victoria yeah these type of... by, I'm trying to see the, the chocolate, okay? It, it, just beautiful women who, like, luxury, they live in luxury, like, normalised luxury for black women. As in? You know, like, obviously, the women who work hard and stuff like that, because it's out there. Like, the majority of successful black women like nice things. So I don't want to... Op- not to say if I open and I see a young Molly May, I won't, I'll double tap. You know what I mean? <laughs> but <laughs> that can't be every single time I open my Insta. I'm just like, ah, this, so what? It's just nobody that looks like me on this yeah, app. It's discouraging. It's like, who Very. wants to... Like, yeah, it's like, who wants Very. to... Like, even, like, shopping, it's like... Yeah. I'm seeing... PLT do um you know many um deals with any black influencers like that. Yeah. Always, like white. That's why Miriam Moose's shout out to her man. I spoke first. Oh, that's amazing. A big thing. It's amazing, and that's like a general brand. Like people shop on I saw it first. You know, <laughs> girls that you know are slim and white girls and other people. So it's not just like she's reaching out at one race of people that are going to be because they're cute outfits. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That yeah. anyone can wear. And she's got a huge following, so it's important that we get put on general platforms and not just othered every uh, time. Uh, every day othered. Othered. <laughs> oh, poly inclusion. That's so crazy. That's such a I rem- Even I remember when I first discovered Chloe Katembo's um, IG, I Brilliant. couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was just like, <laughs> what? There's a dark-skinned girl who's slim and tall, and, you know, she's got, like, a similar face shape. To- I, was, I was just so, like, intrigued. And I think I was maybe about, like, 15 16 when she first started to blow up yeah and shout out to her because she's never like changed she's always done like black content yeah you know and I just think it's so important for girls that are younger 
to see like do you ever worry about like raising a black daughter in an environment like this where there's still so much because I never had like black dolls growing up do you know what I mean like my Barbie dolls were white yeah 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 you're right. like I don't know if you saw that thing oh my god on Winx Club oh my god that... Winx I was literally even gonna to... <laughs> we're so I in couldn't... tune man I was literally gonna mention that I couldn't believe it because yeah. I never watched Wings Club growing up, but if I had seen that, I would just be like, that's what my hair looks like. Yeah, just for context, for anyone who hasn't like seen yeah. the clip, basically, it was just a clip of the Wings Club and one of the main characters, I mean, she wasn't brown, but like her hair was like Afro-y. Yeah. She was like crying, oh my God, my hair's booming. wailing. Like I, I came out of, I don't know where she said she came out from, maybe she got caught in the rain or something and like yeah. her hair puffed up. I think so. And they had like a fashion show later and like she now she's going to like, not be in it like she's like she was literally she's crying, crying and, like, and running away like distraught and then like all these like the the white the white girls. ones they were now like oh my god your hair what is that what, what is, is that? that and she was like crying and I was just thinking just, like what kind of that is content so problematic is like imagine being a little black girl watching that you're like my hair looks like that exactly. and if you noticed at the end of the clip there was a white girl with blue hair blue hair blue afro oh my gosh. And I was like, oh, so that's okay yeah. when it's on you. And I think that's almost quite clever. I know they didn't do it for that purpose, but yeah. it's clever because it's like, oh, well, it's okay when it's on somebody else. Yeah. And that's why I think the whole problem with um, like different races embracing things that are traditionally done by uh, black yeah. women. So is... like wearing braids or baby exactly. and all exactly. of that. It's just so unfair because it's like, why is it not okay for me to wear it in the yeah. workplace, but somebody else is like, oh, you know, it's high fashion. Oh it's my fashion. God. It's like, different. <laughs> you know? Like wearing braids or an afro is is ghetto, or what? Like wearing like gold hoops is ghetto. But then when you know, until Kim K does it. Listen, when a <laughs> designer wants to have like all of his runway models walking with like baby hairs like to their arms. Oh God. <laughs> baby hairs and they'll really have to use that gel because their hair does not I'm like sure. slick like that <laughs> it's just not fair that the people who it's intended for it's never like okay for it's us never, to wear. Like, uh, nah it's painful man let us be like, let us live let us let me live child. and even with just in, in t- on terms of like um the male gaze i was thinking about like things you have to do like let's talk about the word melanin like Ooh. Just be, being like around guys who say stuff like, "Oh, my queen, my melanin queen." I, first of all, it's corny. <laughs> it's so corny. It's actually corny. Like, fair enough that this is what you think I'm gonna want to hear. Like, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but just yeah. like when I was doing research, I looked at like certain wording that people use just to associate things with good and bad. Like, I don't know if you saw that experiment they did on um, little kids, and they have to pick a doll. Oh no. It's like little, I think they're like six-year-olds or something. And um, one doctor did an experiment, like pick the doll that you think is good and the doll is bad. Yeah. And the, all the children like pick the white doll for this one is good. And it was all like little black children and white children. Right. And it just broke my heart because it's like, how young do you get, have to be to get socialized into this into is that good? thinking, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. even just in terms of like how things are marketed, like, oh, black is dark, it's wrong. Yeah. And white is black. Like little clean. white lie. Like, why is the little white lie, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, it's only a little white lie. Like, okay, exactly. being a white lie is good, it's fine, it's not that bad. It's yeah, small, it doesn't matter. Like, even, like, English language in itself has been, I don't know how to put this, it's been, like, it's made in a way that black is just never seen as a good thing. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And it's like, like 
even the fact that you know white cars are more expensive mm. and they just look better they yeah. like that or where where they're marketed to us as better yeah and it's just such a shame because it's like a black car even though it's just associated with being like um radical you know or just like where little girls are concerned and you say that they're mature they're mature quicker like there was one article that called a 12 year old girl um a young woman and i'm just like at 12 she's not even a teen yet yeah oh like i feel like because i have the experience that i have growing up i i don't i'm not worried about raising uh a black black girl Yeah. yeah I feel like I'm so secure in myself and mm-hmm. I will instill that into That's my, good. You're quick to God. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think the self-hatred kind of dies down with like other black women. Yeah. Because there are aunties that would tell their daughters, you know, um, like, oh, try not to go in the sun, you don't want to get dark. And yeah, it comes- all of that needs to end. Listen, play in the sun, baby girl. If you want to, like, <laughs> exactly as long as you wear sunscreen, you're good mm-hmm. to go. Like and exactly. the only reason I'm telling you to wear sunscreen is to protect you from hyperpigmentation and UV rays. Like, it's not exactly. because I don't want you to get any lighter, like, any darker. Like, any darker, yeah. There needs to be, like, information just just readily available for um, women to understand that, like, I'm protecting you from getting skin cancer by saying wear your sunscreen, but go in the sun, like, enjoy yourself. Live your life. It's just not about, like, oh, okay, it's not good if you get darker or... Like, that little girl, Erica Campbell's daughter, she must have been so confused because she's just like, why do I only see women that look like my mom and light skin with dark skin? Is that how it's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's not right. Boy. It's a lot. We we were really talking the things. I know. Have you ever considered, like, um, or have you ever been have the conversation about bleaching and stuff that along those lines because i have um family members yeah like cousins aunties that have bleached but they've they've stopped Mm -hmm. but i I remember when i was younger yeah like as in bleaching cream was just on the on the (laughs) on the desk yeah wow and i'm just like wow like that i've never there was a point in time when I was like really really young like um primary school um slash so like year six maybe like year seven when I considered it I was like maybe I really maybe I should or maybe it would be better if I am a bit lighter but thank god thank god God. that that thought literally just left me like it's not even like I had I was able to access it anyway but it was it was a thought process like maybe being lighter is better yeah and and it's just like I never want my child to ever think think that like that even like my younger sister like I always tell her like you are fine the way Mm -hmm. you are and the thing is my my sister's even lighter than I am I'm probably the darkest yeah in my family I would have thought you were about the same, actually. No, no, she's she's oh, lighter okay. than me. I remember when she was born, like, she was so light. She, they, they described her as, like, pink. Oh, wow. On, on the, like, oh, certificate. Wow. And her eyes are, like, really light. They were very hazy. Yeah. So we're very different. But okay. I'm still, like, listen, you are beautiful, beautiful in your being. Like, as you are, is absolutely fine. It's mm-hmm. perfect. Like, But it's just, uh, 
bleaching just makes me so sad. And that's why I really, I really hate people like Black China that are like promoting bleaching cream. Oh. And then she now took it to Nigeria, Nigeria. to be promoting <laughs> it there. I it's said, actually, is this woman insane? No, it's mad, it's mad that she knows where to go because she knows who's like vulnerable to that. Like when I, I saw that um, 77% of Nigerian women have actually bleached their skin at one point in their lives. And when I saw that statistic, I thought it was a lie compared to like 25% in Senegal. And when I was seeing these statistics, I said, eh? 77%? It's mad. It's That's like, so high. It's too high. It's scary. Like, like, so much money is spent on, like, these creams that have, like, words like whitening and brightening and toning in them. Yeah, and they, they try and mask it, like, brightening and toning. And it's like, no, this Please. is a bleaching cream. Exactly. If you want to use, like, brightening agents, there are stuff that actually does make your skin look brighter. Like, you know, hyperpigmentation is a, a thing that comes with dark skin, but yeah. it's not yeah. something you now have to use bleaching cream to, to take off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's, it's damaging. Like, it's so damaging to the skin. Like, your skin becomes, exactly. like, weak. Exactly. You're more susceptible to, like, skin cancer and stuff like that. Diseases. Like, why would you put your, like, it, it, put it yourself has to be, that. it has to be a level of, like, a crazy level of self-hate. Yeah, definitely. No man, no girl, no nobody could ever make me feel like, oh, okay, because they don't like me, or because it's seen as being being lighter is better, I'm gonna bleach my eh. Mm. Thank God off. for that self confidence. Because it's, I think it's sad when it's a, you live in a community where everybody does it. Like for us that are Nigerians, like we're you know in the diaspora. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know if you've seen the documentary by Beverly Nair Skin on Netflix. No, I actually watched it when I knew we were going to talk about this because I just wanted to see that um, different ways it's described in nigeria you're really and putting me on i'm gonna go and watch all of these things after. listen it's all right because they're they're so informative and just to even get a sense of like what's happening in our, in our own country like they're asking this woman if you could would you go back to your normal skin and she's like yeah she started crying wow. and i was watching it with my dad and i'm just like that is so sad that someone told you to be beautiful you need to be you know beautiful. lighter and how um what do you call it light-skinned people are treated in um, Africa and in our own countries is so like they're put on this pedestal. pedestal. Oh, she's mm. so look how fair, you know, it's written into songs. Mm. And I think songs and stuff like that is a massive, like, you know, thank God for NSG that sang. Oh, I love NSG. <laughs> I actually love NSG. They're yeah, like, like my faves. I'm glad they put that song out there and put all these beautiful, but it's just that why does it need to be one specific song and be marketed this way for it to be known as like, it shouldn't be a commodity, like one, yeah. you know, because even, even when... Even like the use of like black women, dark skin, black women in music video. Yeah, video vixens. That was like, it was a rarity. Honestly. Until recently, like yeah. it was always light skin women. Yeah. Like, okay, but why? <laughs> And you'd only get Bria Miles in oh, one God. video and that would oh, be it. <laughs> that would back, be it. I don't know, because back in the day, though, like in like 90s music, they were all for it. I don't know when this yeah, shift, shift suddenly happened. I don't know. It's you sad because when the shift happens, it, it almost is like you get like dashed to the side. Oh, but even I wanted to mention like with the whole uh, bleaching thing or like and the way that comes into play for a lot of people is because they grow up seeing like you said aunties and stuff doing mm -hmm. it because mm -hmm. I spent like every black girl spends a lot of time at the hair salon when they're growing up yeah and I saw so many women do it you know like on parts of their body would be darker and stuff yeah. so luckily I would say I never considered 
bleaching just because I was I was scared like I was also like okay it's never this deep do you know what I mean yeah. like, if, if, if there was a way like eventually you'd get over it yeah but like my sister is she's also a lot lighter than me and um, her hair is fine. Also, I remember when we go places together. Like we went to the salon once. I would never forgive this woman for this. Yeah, Shout she'd out. literally say when she would do our hair, like, "Oh, um, let me. Do- you do the dark ones here. I'll do the pretty ones here." Jesus, can you imagine describing me and my little sister? And luckily, it wasn't the other way round. Because imagine I was fair. I'm like her older sister who's fair and this, and she's this younger girl who's darker. Either way is bad, but. When I would see, and this same woman, you know, had like bleached skin and stuff like that. So when I saw it, it's I associated with shouting. Yeah, it's actually shouting, and it turns from that into like, oh, your skin is so even, you know, like, um, because when you have skin that you've not bleached, of course your skin is going to be even because yeah. that's what I actually look like. Yeah, exactly. And people like Bob Brisky will be out here. Ah, buy my cream, buy my cream, <laughs> and I'm just like, these are you lot celebrities. That's your, oh you lot fame. The thing I'm is, sorry. I honestly do love Bob Risky. Like, I just find him <laughs> or her, should I say, more, yeah. more funny. Like, he I is just... very funny. Like, let's let's not know. Like, hey guys, hi guys, join me. Just use my cream. Hi <laughs> <laughs> guys, she's funny. Like, we can't lie. She says a lot of like hilarious things. Who is your bro, Tani Bro? Yeah, like... Tani Bro. Your bro is in Yava collecting treatments. <laughs> collecting treatments. Like, she's funny. But I think because of her personality that's why people take in her content yeah, and stuff yeah, but if yeah. you look at what she stands what for what she promotes is some rubbish but, I remember my cream. I sent one of the posts to my friend yeah like he was selling she was selling like um it was like a drink like honestly oh it just, god it looked, bleaching drink no it wasn't even for like bleaching it was like oh, okay. to, to, to get a bigger bum or something like that oh god and this thing looked like acid like it just it looked trash I was like what is this it was like brown oh god it had like all some like weird like things in it she's like guys I'm telling you if you drink this thing here you have big booty like me I said yours that is even fake fake you have big bum biggie kebe please that is surgery sis Oh my god! And, and it's then just... people were in the comments, like young girls were in the comments, like, "Auntie, how much now?" I said, oh, "What do you mean?" Like, it's oh. so sad because you just mark, like, you look at your target market, yeah. And I just think this is going to be your next victim. This small girl with like not really, um, she doesn't have a bum or she doesn't have, you know, light skin, and you're saying, "Okay, these are going to be the people I target to buy my cream." Like the black China one upset me so much so because much. I just thought. Who told you Nigeria was the hotspot for bleaching? Yeah. That you went there to go and promote it. You can't sell it in America, so you're going exactly. to... Exactly. I, I was so African people. I was so, so annoyed. It still bothers me to this day. I don't yeah. mess with China at all. Exactly. I don't mess with her because of that. That was really problematic. And even if you're going and you're just, like, um, selling something that, like, maybe you weren't as clear what it's for, then at least you're trying to mask it. But she went and she just said, yeah, I know you West African women, you like you to like, bleach. So you like to bleach. <laughs> So here you go. You know, I just think it's so wrong. But I think that because so much money is spent on, like, they'll call it like a toning product. What's tone? Toner is the thing you use before you put on your your moisturizer. Please. Like I'm no dem- de- uh, dermatologist, but like the re- the stuff is out there. Like there are people who can tell you what to do if you have like dark marks and stuff. Dark but spots, yeah. You know that's not what it's for. If yeah. they're being honest, it's because they want. To- oh, I don't know if you saw the video of that woman in the bath, and she was like rubbing um some another woman was like rubbing stuff on her and it's like the black was coming off her skin oh my god and it was like a jacuzzi so the, it was bubbling and there was like this uh cream oh she my, was yeah, using yeah i think i have yeah, oh yeah, my I god I said, what is this 
It looked that's... like it was peeling. Nah, that that's oh my god. And what's hilarious is the woman that's rubbing it on her was dark skin, so she's cool with her her looks, you know. <laughs> but just not. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I won't do it, but you can buy it though. I'm screaming. Oh, it's just so wrong, man. Ugh, bruh. Well, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. But do you not think skin is just so political? I, like, I, it's it's just, just... I don't get why, but. It's such a shame because even when people just want to listen, like um, if the topic is brought up on the TL or whatever, it's just like, oh, here you go again. But it's yeah. important. Like, you know, the book, um, why I'm no longer talking to white people about, about race. race. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I said part two needs to be why I'm no longer talking to black men about colorism. <laughs> because the minute she puts out that one, then they'll understand. Oh, so this is what, you know, uh, being a black. It's, it's a completely separate experience. Yeah. And you know me, I had to cancel my problematic fave because his views, no names mentioned, but his views on I'm colorism <laughs> were just too, it was just too much for me. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, I can't really support this. Yeah. But yeah, Ugh. Ooh, that was heavy. It was heavy, but I, I really enjoyed that. I feel like me too. people listening to this as well are, are going to, they're either going to resonate with this heavily or yeah, they might or learn something from it. Yeah, definitely hope people learn from it. So thank you for being my guest and no problem. talking the talk, you know. No problem. It was good to get it out, you know, let yeah, people know. Get it off your I chest. enjoyed it with someone who actually gets it as well. Get, oh, <laughs> if there's anybody who gets it, yep. I get it. Especially coming from a friendship group where majority of my friends are fed or light skinned. So do you still experience that when you go out now, like your friends that, because I've met a few of your friends, like when we go to events and stuff, and Mm -hmm. I see that you have a lot of multicultural friends. Mm -hmm. So do you ever experience like, you know, getting moved to, and there's a lot of, you know, lighter skinned um, friends that get Um... moved to, or not not so much? Because you're a fine girl as well. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, I don't know. Like It's good if you don't, because that must be a horrible thing. I don't really like... Because we all we move in circles where we we go to black events anyway. Okay. So there will always be somebody checking mm-hmm. for everybody. Okay, that's good. Because I've seen the token light skin girl in a group of black girls, and she's the only one that gets moved to at some events. Like it happens. Um. Yeah. No. And when I coming from like a secondary school in Essex where it was predominantly white, yeah. then feel it more mm-hmm. but now that I'm like we're older we we all mix in like we go yeah. to like DLT, yeah. recess black events mm-hmm. like it's not it's not really a thing yeah. but we are cute you know believe in your exactly thoughts. exactly but yeah that brings us to the end of this episode of this techie podcast guys thank you as always um Stay curious, keep learning because navigating adulthood is techy. Very techy. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>